I'm Elise. And I'm Lizzie. And you're listening to Cool Moms Podcast. Are we on the air? Hey, it's Lizzie. And Elise. And you're listening to Cool Moms. Cool Moms. This is another week of motherhood. It's never ending. No, 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 no. So, at least what are we talking about today? This week in motherhood. So, okay, there was a lot of things that I wanted to touch on this week in motherhood. So, I, I moved. I left New York temporarily. I went on my mommy hiatus. Mm-hmm. And I have been avoiding my parents' house like the plague. Ooh. So I went to Charlotte first uh, to hang out with my partner and his family for a, about a week. Then I went to Maryland. And then I went to D.C. because I didn't want to be in Maryland. Wow. And then and I've been in New York for like a week, <laughs> over a week. I haven't even been gone a month yet. You were supposed to spend your sabbatical and like kind of let your family pamper you and, you know, so, take some a load off. And you just right. don't want to. Let's just, I mean, so my goal... My one of my personal goals on this podcast is just to be super honest because our lives are real. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be a lot more nurturing if I didn't have such a strained relationship with my dad. But being home makes me feel like I'm 15 again, except now I have a baby. So it, I have this weird, it's this weird uh, energy in my household, and it's not that my dad is not like loves me or anything like that. But we just we have some unspoken tension. And some of that is around, I think, how I went about approaching motherhood and not being married and all Mm. all the things that he wanted to project onto what would be the right way to do that. And so it's still lingering. So it makes me feel incapable of being like a full adult when I'm at home. I know. So unfinished. So so even with the help, it makes me just feel like I'm, I'm incapable. Okay. So like, yeah, I haven't. I'm really trying to be grateful because, and I'm happy to see my mom with my son, but it's been difficult. And, you know, I can't, <laughs> we're going back to weed. I can't, like, smoke every night. Oh, yeah, how again. do you smoke weed? I don't. Unless I go to D.C. on the weekend. Then what? I do. You gotta go on a weekend. I gotta weed. go and sneak off and get high. <laughs> 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 and then come back. So, I don't know. I haven't fully embraced the change yet, to be honest. And my partner is out of the country on tour. So that also living is... Living his best life. Living his best life. Mm-hmm. This fool out here in Greece, mm. Poland, mm. Brussels. Mm. And I'm sitting at my parents' house. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah, busy going yeah, to D.C. Yeah. to smoke. <laughs> going to D.C. Like, how do you compare stories? Oh, today I went to Poland. Oh, uh, today I took the, right. the bus to D.C. <sighs> Oof. Today I didn't even brush my teeth. Mm. So I will say, however... Coming back to New York totally made me feel like myself again. I felt my freedom, my independence. I swear to you, I think Sargent likes being in New York better. Okay, you're lying. I'm not lying. Let me tell you why. Sargent is a chill-ass baby, is he not? He's hella chill. He's so chill. At my parents' house, he was so needy and fussy. And I was just like, I am not into you like this. You can't switch it up on me. And I think it's because he is a child. Because I take him everywhere, he's used to being everywhere. So now that we have, like in a traditional sense more stability and I'm at home in a, in a whole house with stairs <laughs> he's it just, makes a difference yeah he's just like okay but where are we going today to walk around our suburban neighborhood so mm-hmm. yeah this weekend motherhood has been difficult because I'm not I don't handling my transition uh, out of New York 
What are you going to do for Man in Two Months? Man, I got a lot of travel planned. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think um, I think it's uh, you know part of my wanting to go home was also to try to clear the air with my dad. So I know eventually I'm going to have to do this hard like emotional labor because that is something that I think that's important to talk about in, in parenting and motherhood is your trauma, your childhood trauma follows you until you deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. But it is really unearthed when you become a parent. Do you feel like, was your dad like a kind of superior person? Like he's very headstrong. and Very alpha male. So you, very dominant. And I know he's you're... He's a Scorpio. That's you. That's right. your personality. But it's, it's so very weird. Much so are you kind of nervous to fight yourself? It's not really fighting, No, but. because I think that I have a lot more emotional intelligence than my father's. Oh, well, ain't that something when you know you're smarter than somebody? Listen. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> Or it's just that my dad, like, he's a great man, but he is very much a product of his environment and how he was raised in terms of, like, what it takes to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. So he's a black man that grew up in the 60s and 70s, and you are, like, inundated with respectability politics, right? You use a lot of big words in one sentence. Go ahead. That's great. So you hit with a lot. (laughs) I like that. You're hit with a lot of things that make you feel like you have to act a certain way in order to be successful. My dad went to the military. My dad went to Howard. He's like, this is what a man is supposed to be and look like and do and provide. And this is what a family is. And this is the recipe. This is the formula. You cannot deviate from it. Mm. And so anything that deviates from that, which is like everything that I am, <laughs> my dad's just like, what? It's a lot of this world. Is, the world deviates so from that in so many ways. I mean, yeah. But it's, that's hard for him mm-hmm. to think outside of his bubble. Um, and so we just, yeah, we butt heads. And, and by butt heads, I mean, like, we avoid each other. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. So that's that's the reality of it. So I'm trying to figure out some common ground because my gut is to just stay away. But you know that time will come when you guys are going to speak. I hope so. Yeah. It's inevitable, right? Right. I mean, you could wait until September, but I was like, just get out the I way. Thought you, I thought you were going to say something else. Or it may never, I don't know. I'm not going to say it may never happen, but okay. we'll see. So that's been this past couple of weeks in motherhood or so for me. It's just like dealing with a location change and, and all of these emotions that are coming back up. That's heavy. I don't know. But that's motherhood, I guess, huh? Right. This week in motherhood. I mean, yours is so deep. I'm, I'm sorry. With, I, <laughs> like with some cutes, it's like, wow, today. No, give us something good. Well, so it's not, I never had a challenge with my baby sleeping through the night, but, you know, I like my independence. I don't think, I think I've kind of voiced it a lot on the podcast, like how I live for my independence. Mm-hmm. And I call it freedom. Yeah, my baby's not a burden, but I do want the life that I, I'm trying to, I've, I spent a whole 10 40 weeks trying to figure out how I'm going to continue the life that I have when right. I have a baby. So, you know, things change and I'm trying to deal with the changes, but also trying to incorporate my old life, um, which means like sleeping for eight <laughs> hours. Um, and I've been sleeping with her and she, yeah. I've been sleeping with her and she's been snacking on my breast, which in some so many ways means that I don't sleep because I don't know. I just decided I found a new way to breastfeed her. And Are you like side to side? Yeah, like that dog, like you know, like a dog and a puppy, like you know. I'm a, oh yeah, yeah. You like how they That's just you're laying down and they're just like on the breast. Mm-hmm. I never did that until like two weeks ago, three what? weeks ago, and now I got hooked on it. But then she got hooked on it, and now my breast became a pacifier. Right. So I said no. So the minute I turn because I am sleeping and I want to be comfortable, she starts making noises like. Eh, eh, eh. 
put it back in. And I was like, no, why do I have to sit the way you want me to sit and lay? Because you want to use my breast as a pacifier. So I realized I was screwed. So I said, you know what? Enough is enough. You don't rule me. I rule you. Let's get that straight. She said, I am your captain. Now. I am your captain now. <laughs> Nipple, mouth, now. Don't move. Um, but I said, I'm just going to put her in the crib and she's going to sleep. Yeah. And I did that. But I was still like, I try to be tough and like, all right, whatever. This is what I'm going to do and you're going to stick to it. I did it. And she rolled over like, okay, I'm going to sleep here in my crib. Bye, I said, girl. I said, no, you're lying. Two, like 30 I minutes mean, passed. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Got 10 hours sleep. Damn. I said, no. She did it. <laughs> and then she's been doing it every night. But I started it five days ago. Mm-hmm. Every night she's been sleeping on that bed. I mean, it's been in her crib. So sometimes it's eight hours, sometimes it's ten. But hey, it's more than three. That's amazing. So that was kind of a huge step. That is a huge step. Um, that my baby's, yeah, thanks, cheers. That my baby's sleeping on her own. Um, she hasn't pooped in seven days, but then she pooped yesterday. It was such a relief, and it right? Looked, yes, it was. And it looked like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you are growing right before my eyes. Yeah, but I told you it was normal. real mother shit. Real mother shit. Real mother shit. I told you it was normal though about the pooping. He right? did. You, but like, I wish I spoke to you four days before. Sure. And I told I told my partner I was like, oh my gosh, Alicia told me some news. Like <laughs> that means she's growing. Yeah. Well, uh, listen. That's what my mom told me. That's what the internet told me. And that's mm. what this lady on the plane said. Mm-hmm. Breastfed babies, if they don't poop for a long period of time, it is okay because they're absorbing all of the nutrients. Yeah, she ate up my nutrients. Okay. Uh-huh. Growth spurt. Yeah. So, I. Hmm. So we had some like spiritual and logistical things happening this week in motherhood. Which is great because that we have an amazing guest coming as well. Yeah, who's spiritual and logistical? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We have Kai Avantelion. She is the owner of a lifestyle concept store, Sincerely Tommy, the first of its kind, located in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. Welcome to the show, Kai. Hello, everyone. (laughs) I feel like such a door. (laughs) You are just the most beautiful. You're just absolutely. So when I was pregnant, everyone gives you the whole like pregnant attention. And I was living for it. But I get it. Like, yeah. I looked at you, and I just wanted to tickle you. I can't. And then I was like, don't touch me. When I was pregnant, I was like, don't touch me. But I was like, oh, well, I am cute. You're right. But yeah. I get it from the yeah. other side. And I feel like a know-it-all because I was like, that was me. Like, yeah. I feel like I have the badge to now say, like, oh, I was once pregnant, too. But I don't want to be those moms, those people who bothered me when I was pregnant yeah. to tell me everything under the sun. But it comes from love. So obviously, but Kai that's what everyone said to me when I was pregnant. I was like, I don't give a fuck where it came from. Excuse my language. I don't care where it came from. Don't tell me what I'd expect. And by the way, let me do this little shout out to the hater who told me Ooh. that I wasn't going to breastfeed for more than three months. My baby is five months turning six months next week, and I'm still breastfeeding. Boom. She's bitch. still on the titty. Yes. Bye. Bye. So, Kai, how far along are you? Uh, I am just approaching six months now. And you found out the sex last month, or are you keeping a secret? No, I found out it's a boy. Oh, you tell him. I was like, oh, you're telling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. I'm it's not, a boy. Yeah. Um, I think when I was like ten or twelve weeks, I found out the sex. Yeah, I found out early. Wow. Yeah. How? Because he was uh, showing it all out on the little wow. side. His pecker was ready. Yes. Wow. So we got sergeant, and then we got yeah, we've got like a whole crew of boys coming. 
Well, we got to raise here. We got to raise a new generation of men. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, say that one more. Say that one more. We have got to raise a new generation. The men that we wish we had. Yeah, those are the men we got to raise. I'm just kidding. I mean, like half joking. No, I'm Um, I'm totally for real. I'm I'm a hundred percent. That is true. Yeah, Yeah, it is. We um. This is exciting because now, because you and I are both so fresh off the heels of pregnancy, but we get to talk about someone else. Who that? Was, that was Johanna. Oh, hey. Late <laughs> as hell. All these Negroes is late. Um, <laughs> I mean, self-included. Right. You have me. I was working. <laughs> she was working. We actually I was did being a, a working shoot mom. Right before this. See? Okay. Yeah. Takes cookie. So, <laughs> I am... Um, one of the things that was really important to me during my pregnancy is um, trying to stay as like spiritually aligned as possible and navigating my hormones and my emotions and just maintaining the sense of peace. Like, how have you gone about that in these past Ooh, six months? That's a good one because that's actually been really challenging for me. And I feel like normally I'm super spiritual and just trying to stay grounded. But I think because... The timing of this pregnancy, my last year and a half was extremely challenging. Like I had two miscarriages. One of them mm-hmm. was an ectopic pregnancy, um, and I had to have. You want to explain surgery. what that is? Yeah. So ectopic, which I learned about as I found out what it was, is when the fetus attaches to your tube on the outside, and you either have to get surgery where they remove the tube, or if it's early enough, they can, you know. You, you can take medication to flush it out. Mm. Mine was very late. I was bleeding for 30 days internally and had no idea what was going on. How I just did thought, you cope? You're gonna, well, you can leave that to the end. You, I, yeah. I really want to know how you coped. Yeah. Wow. And, and the reason I'm deciding to share it, like I've slowly started to feel more comfortable sharing it, is because I had no idea what either one of those things were when they happened. And I'm like, I was traumatized. Like my mother didn't even know what it was. So I didn't have an outlet to like share with someone else who had a similar experience and you know reading online is one thing but just being able to connect with a human person Ugh. or something I didn't have that so everything was very internal and you go through so many different emotions feeling like you're not capable of carrying a child or you know what does this mean for my future so um yeah the ectopic was like it was hard it was really hard because no one could tell me what was happening i was bleeding bleeding i would i would go to my doctor my ob and they just were like oh you're having a miscarriage and i'm like yeah but i'm still bleeding like something is wrong and i'm in so much i was in so much pain um for 30 days for 30 days gosh guys um and it wasn't until i call her my sister she's a close friend of mine we went on this trip to the desert, and she did, like, um, it's called a Mayan abdominal massage. It's just, like, you know, rubbing the abdomen and trying to eliminate any inflammation. She was the one who kind of diagnosed me. And Wait, how, did, how was she able to do that? What's, what's she's her a background? Hol- she's a holistic practitioner. Okay. Um, so she knows the body very well. But I thought I was bloated the whole time. And I'm thinking maybe it's a long period. And she was the one that was like, no, this is inflammation. Something's going on inside. You need to, like, tell them you're inflamed and have them do further testing. So when I got back, (laughs) we actually went to the ER together. And then that's when they were like, oh, this is what's going on. You have to have surgery right now or you could die. It was, like, that serious. Um, So I didn't even have a choice. I went into 
the um, into the surgery room like within the hour. And so I had to tell my mom and my dad, he lives in D.C., so he drove up. And it was just like this big thing. And I'm like, this is the first surgery I have ever had in my life. Someone who doesn't come from like ever using Western medicine or like to just be placed to into, be placed into this like this emergency yeah, situation. It yeah. was very scary. I didn't have time to absorb or even think about it. Um, so, yeah, after that whole experience, I just I needed to do a lot of healing and I didn't know how to start with the healing because I this hadn't even recovered. Story is like <laughs> I'm getting chills. Actually. Yeah. Um, so now being pregnant, obviously, I'm, yes. I deal with anxiety. And like you're just you're carrying <laughs> so beautifully. Thank you. Oh, you're carrying um, it for us all. Right yeah. Now. You're yeah. absolutely stunning. So I know this baby is strong because he clearly wants to be here. He's totally. teaching me a lot of lessons already. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of internal work, like you said. Mm-hmm. He's not even here yet, but I'm already like, oh, I'm facing this, and you're teaching me this. Mm-hmm. Um and finding different modalities of, like, centering has been the primary work. Like, I, I'm not relying on the same things I may have before. So a lot of journaling. Um, I think a lot of connecting with my parents, learning to Ooh. forgive them, too, and, like, unlearn a lot of the patterns that I developed from them. Absolutely. Has been a lot. <laughs> that is That shit is hard. That is hard. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> because how you were raised is, is the reality that you Ooh. know. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And when you realize maybe that's not the best fit exactly. for you. Exactly. And you're right. The yeah. forgiveness of your parents because they are people before they are your yeah. parents. Mm-hmm. And then having to figure something out completely yeah. for yourself yep. what works for you. It's a lot. It's a lot. I was going to ask you. It's funny. You already went into it. Like, mm-hmm. what are there? There are so many things. I remember being pregnant. I was like, I want to make sure she speaks this language and mm-hmm. this language and mm-hmm. she does this. And my parents spoke a different language in the household. Every mm-hmm. single day. What language do they speak? Igbo. Ah, uh, okay. And they spoke it to themselves, to each other, mm-hmm. every single day of their life. Mm-hmm. And, I did, and now as I'm older, I'm like, that was crazy shit. Like, they spoke to each other, and then they looked at us, all four of their children, and spoke English. So that um, that callous allowed me to just shut out languages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just, I live in a household where someone can speak a different code, and I'd you know, I don't and they weren't to, including you in it ever. either, yeah. So I was telling them, I was like, you know, I want Aram to go to Ebo school and learn Ebo. Mm. I don't see any of that in New York, so I don't know what's going to happen. So if anybody knows about an Ebo school where my oh, b- there daughter... There must be some. I'm sure. Yeah, I would have loved. But then I was like, my parents, can you please, like, reteach yourself to talk to children mm-hmm. in your language? Right. So what are things that you are saying? What are one of the things that you're like, okay, my I want to unteach myself this or I want to do what my parents didn't do? Yeah. Like, what is, what is an example of you can think of? Um, I think as much as, like, I look back on how I was raised, there's so much I respect and appreciate. Um, my parents taught from very early, like, the, just the concept of self-love and self-development. So I was constantly working on myself at a very early <laughs> age. Um, but Wait, I, what does that look like as, like, geez. a child kite? Oh, I was weird. Like, <laughs> like, if there was an issue between myself and a friend or, like, other peers, I was the one to be like, no, let's come together no. and have a conversation about this. And they would look at me like, girl, you're, like, eight years, like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, we need to have a mature conversation. And even as an adult now, I realize how challenging that is for other people to do, like really sit down and break things down. So I just sometimes pull myself so away. So I can come to the conclusion that you don't hit. 
Oh, I, I've hit before. Oh, okay. That's, but <laughs> that's like, a different story. Because I'm like, I, I just remember, like, come, like you would be the person, like, guys, let's talk about it. And I just see myself hitting that person. Like, not you, but yeah. the person I had a problem well, with. Well, that's growing so. up in Brooklyn and girls hating and you got to yeah. defend yourself. Yeah, like, not because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. That's um, I needed you as a friend. <laughs> that's right, y'all are both New Yorkers. I needed yeah. you as a friend, but yeah. she's a different. Like she's a peaceful New Yorker. Aww. Yeah, I th- I'm peaceful, but you know, I've had I've had my moments. Don't push sure. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't push me. Mm-hmm. I think definitely for my child, um, I want to serve more as a guide and allow him the freedom to really figure out who he is and what he believes in. Because I feel so much of my beliefs stem from what my parents instilled in me. So now being exposed to different types of, or different ways of doing things or different beliefs, I'm like, yeah, there really is no right or wrong. It's really what works for you. And I don't want to be conditioned to think that just because you chose that way, it's the right way or the wrong way. And I don't want my son to feel that way. Mm-hmm. So kind of finding his own beat, I'm, I'm learning to figure out what that's going to look like. But, um, yeah, I, I want to serve as a guide. And I want him to know that we're here to support him more than anything versus dictate what he should be doing. 20 years from now, son goes, Mom, I want to be a garbage man. I don't want to go to college. What do you think your response is going to be? I mean, I'm, first I'm going to ask him why, because I'd just be curious to know. The best I, question. Yeah. To Kylie's going to be like, no, you better style why? that garbage very beautifully. Yeah. Why? Are you going to design, Are you design the garbage? Is a garbage bag look? How does it? Yeah. How does it, we can make it work. Wow. Um, yeah, I would just be curious to know why. And if that's something that he feels passionate about, then yeah. Like, you need to be happy at the end of the day. Do what feel, fills your soul and your spirit. Um. But yeah, I don't. It's not my job to figure out what um, what his path is. Mm-hmm. So I'll mm-hmm. just be there on the sidelines. Now you come from a tribe of very independent women mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who I've grown to know better <laughs> these past couple weeks. Um, what was it like? One, did you think you were going to have a girl? Did you want to have a girl? And then what was that like telling your family, we're bringing a little man into this this oh. tribe? Yeah. Oh, God. We all wanted a girl. My partner really wanted a girl. Um, <clears throat> I think it just fit into the whole trajectory of, like, you know, these three entrepreneur black women who are independent so it made sense that the fourth would be a woman. Um, so it was a shock. My mm. mom is still, I think, embracing. Now that she's met Sergeant, though, she's like, <laughs> I can do a boy. Um, but, yeah, I am i can't imagine now having anything else. Like, I've gotten so used to the that idea of a boy. You know? ex- listen, yeah. The universe gives you exactly yeah. what you need. Yeah. I only envision myself on a track practicing with my son. Mm. And when I found out I had a girl... And they showed me a vagina. I said, no, those are balls. <laughs> and I said, no, that's not a vagina. And I was like, no, the balls, a penis is going to grow out of those, that little line. I promise yeah. you. And I went home and I cried. I would, no, I went to my office and I cried. Yeah. And my sister was like, what's wrong with you? So and did I. I, I when I saw the right. penis, I, it was the first appointment I went to by myself. And... Uh, 
same as Yukai. He was spread eagle. There mm-hmm. was no doubt no, about it. Yeah. And my partner's already a dad of two sons. So I was like, I'm special. I'm going to give you a girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I only produce boys. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, she was like, it's a boy. And I was like, oh, okay. And I remember leaving the doctor's appointment and sitting on a bench and crying. Great. Being so disappointed. I mean, but low key, I always felt like I was a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Coach Liz. <laughs> but then this, I don't know how much of it comes from just what I was told because everyone thought I was a boy. Allegedly, my siblings all thought I was a boy, and they told me. My mom just lied to me. She told me the truth, like, when I had the baby. She told me that the doctor told her that she was having a boy. But then she later told me after I had Aaron, she goes, no, 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 I actually never went. To check, we just thought you were having. So oh, wow. I used to tell people like, "No, I was supposed to be a boy, and it I came out as a girl." <laughs> you just have very masculine energy. That's what it is, and that's yeah. just what it is. But then Both all at the same do. time, yeah, that's cool. Ooh, yes. that's what it is. This is called being a New York woman, talking Maggie yeah. for no reason, right? Oh, this, this. Okay, so this is interesting. Both of you are women who are like very dominant alpha women, masculine energy. It can be sound real different. Yeah. Y'all okay. some hard joints. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to soften How? up. Right. Right. I was like, oh, can you add a flower to this description? Please. Here's the flower. Your partners. Mm. What Ooh, I'm do- scared. Ooh, you to call a game. <laughs> the energy that your partners bring in your relationship, do you think that you sought out men that allow you to soften and, and mm. express more of your feminine side? Or did you attract a man who maybe brings more feminine energy to the table to balance your masculine energy? Um, Well, my partner is definitely very in touch with his feminine side. So I don't, it was never intentional. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I wanted something different and I didn't know what that looked like. Um, And it's been, I mean, it's certainly been very challenging. Like our relationship is not ideal. Um, Which one is? Yeah. (laughs) But I think I've learned so much. And what I said earlier about just learning different beliefs and learning the difference between, or rather that there is no right and wrong, that that lesson was learned as a um, result of this relationship. So, yeah, he definitely brings the feminine energy to the table. And it's fascinating watching a man work in that element because you know we're in a society where it's like no a man has to be masculine and he has to be like this and he has to be like that and now that we're having a son i'm like wow this makes so much sense because we both wanted real we both really wanted a girl he's used to being around a lot of women Mm -hmm. i'm used to like interacting with women so i'm like okay this is our lesson for both of us right like big time right (laughs) big 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 time um, yeah, it's been tough for me, too, because I am very dominant, independent, got to go my way or else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm seeing how all of this is playing out to uh, create my, my best self, you know, mm-hmm. and just not the way I ever expected it to be. So, right. For me, it's uh, similar to you, Kai, actually. But um, my partner was raised by by women. He's surrounded by his mom and his ten aunties. Um, But it's so weird because we've been together since we were babies, since we were Mm. 15. Um, And he met me as this masculine person. In fact, I was just telling Elle earlier that he calls me his little brother. (laughs) He's like, yeah, you're just my son. 
Or if he's, if I'm not his son, then I'm his little brother. Oh Wait, I was about God. to spit out my water. I could not get that done. So because he knew me this way, like all his life, all of our life, he just expects all this masculine energy to come from me. But he's such a sweetheart. Like he's... Mm-hmm. um. He is not like a same. He's not like, I am man, hear me roar. I'm like, oh, you got to follow this. He's not like that at all. <laughs> so he expects me to put the same, whatever his strength, I'm supposed to have the same. So when we're in the gym, when he goes hard, he's expecting me to go as hard. Yeah. Whatever we do in life, he's expect like, he doesn't like, oh, no, you're this, so you should, mm-hmm. like, it's sometimes I'm like, can I just... Every, when I want to use an excuse because I'm, I'm lazy and unhealthy, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm a girl, remember? When I want to use it to, you know, yeah. to add, under my con- and my convenience. I'm like, I'm a girl, but he expects this masculine energy from me all the way. And he's just so pro-woman. He's so pro-everything. Like, he's oh, not so awesome. he's not judgmental to anything. Like, he's... Yeah. I, mean, I think growing up in New York, I'm, I was nervous I was going to get a guy who was just so like small-minded and as far as everything culture as far as like um homosexuality anything he's like no like people are people Mm -hmm. like he's just so forward free thinkers Mm -hmm. yes he's and actually we had a conversation this morning and we're making the joke and i was like i was listening to this other podcast and they made a joke about being gay and the person was like how do you know he goes that's how i feel how do you know you're not gay Mm -hmm. did you try it Mm -hmm. and i was like where are we going? Where are we going with this? <laughs> but what a blessing when we're talking about the people that we've attracted, whether like consciously or subconsciously, mm-hmm. that are helping us bring a child into this yes. world. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yes. I, I, hmm, I don't know if I fall in line with one or the other. I think, I think I'm very verse. <laughs> in life. <laughs> in life. <laughs> in terms of my masculine and my feminine energy, and I think my partner brings that same energy to the table mm-hmm. um, when when one person is... You know, feeling softer or or being more nurturing than I think another one of us steps in mm-hmm. with more assertive energy. So for me, that's really important for my son to see, um, to have an example of a man that can be who is a man, mm-hmm. but also is multifaceted as we all are. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know. What do I want to know? Um, oh, oh, yeah, I do want to know that. <laughs> Uh, this devious. Ooh, it's my favorite one. Ooh. Which one? All right, where are we going That's with this? So, so, you know already? Because I don't know. Okay, well, she whatever. just got pointed out to her. Oh, okay. She don't ruin it. Right. Damn. Jesus. I mean, I Shit. guess you, I think she got to think. Collect your thoughts. Collect your thoughts. <laughs> okay. I want to know how, because you look great. Thank you always you. look great, but you look Thank really, you. you look great pregnant. One, how has your image of self evolved during your pregnancy mm-hmm. in terms of like, course your feminine energy but do you feel sexy do you Mm -hmm. feel beautiful because i felt bomb as fuck when i was pregnant okay Uh, sex drive on a thousand really Mm -hmm. yes okay how has your sex drive been how's your sex life been how's your sense of like sexy self been since being pregnant in the beginning i was the same i was like ooh, oh my god um, but Not I feel heavy like panting. <laughs> Ooh, oh it was bad to the point where I was like, I hope I'm not objectifying him now. Um, but yeah, my sex drive was like on 10 and uh, I, f- I was a little nervous too. I'm like, I don't want to hurt the baby so early. Mm-hmm. Now it's slowed down a little. Like I'm not... And I think that maybe because I'm so busy, too. Sure. Like, it's not something I think about. But we did talk about it the other day because my friend who, like, 
I love her. She inserts herself. She's like, you guys need to start having sex again, like okay. frequently, because it helps prepare for childbirth. So I looked at him and was like, okay, well, it's time to start again. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, my in terms of my body, like how I feel, I love it. I'm like, I don't want these boobs to go. Wow. Please do right? not leave. Oh, wow. I yeah. I mean, I've always had big breasts, but they're like... You know, taking on a new form and wow. fitting things very Your differently. Look great. Thank you. I was trying to suck in my stomach at eight months. Really? I was like, I was like that really? shit is sculpted. Ridiculous. <laughs> but you know what? I, I texted Elle a few times, maybe like in my fourth month, where people weren't quite sure if I was pregnant. Like the attention that I get from men on the street. Sometimes I'm like, okay, this inappropriate that's it was nasty a it's a fetish yes. yeah i got way more action pregnant yes, yes. visibly you guys i many it's, times i would walk by myself pregnant and the man was like damn i wish i was my baby in there even women i told her about this even girl women. yes Wait, what? yes what? i'm like okay uh, you know i guess it really is a fetish because <laughs> i don't when i see pregnant women i'm like oh it's beautiful but you know i don't feel turned on so yeah, the Wait, attention what, is. What did the woman do? I got hit on hard by this woman at she an needs event to at stop. my store. Actually, yeah, um, she said she ain't gonna be pregnant forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was like, there's something about the glow. She was very aggressive, very aggressive. Said what she wanted to do and everything. No, and I was like, okay, lady. Um, but yeah, the dudes are wild on the street. They say anything, but I love the the pregnant body. I really do. It got cute at, uh, I mean, I was hiding mine the whole time, so mm. it did get cute at yeah, He was a teen mom. She was really was, because I didn't even know. <laughs> and I think I was trying to wear my slim, no, I, one minute I was wearing big clothes, and then I was wearing slim clothes, but I only yeah. had three outfits for nine months. Mm. Um, but I don't know, when I found myself trying to suck in my stomach at nine months, yeah. I was like, girl, you are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing, I was on a track last summer, and... I was doing sprints, and men would always have something to say. And my my friend, one of my close friends, he's gay, but everyone thought he was a baby daddy the entire pregnancy because <laughs> it was always me and him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would be on the track in the Bronx, sprinting our asses off. And every time he would do his sprint, another guy would come over and like, "Ooh, you're so sexy!" Mm-hmm. Like. And then he'll come and they'll look the other way. And I'm just like, no. It's like a primal instinct. Like, ooh, she's fertile. That's what she told me. Yeah, I think it's totally it's a primal. Thing. It's a thing. Like, it's so weird. I would be fully pregnant and a man came up to me from behind. So I was like, oh, he's going to see I'm pregnant and be like, oh, nah. He's yeah. like, oh, how far along are you? Well, you having a girl or a boy? God bless. You, you got a husband? Yep. That's what I got. I yes, got sir. I'm going to meet him right now. I got to make mm-hmm. this quick right. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> And they always, yo, God bless, mom. God yeah. bless. So um, my partner actually says one last thing that he thinks it's because guys can come in you and, and you, they're destined. They yeah, that's partner. what I thought too. Like, oh, Same. she she lets that happen, type of thing. Like, well, how, do you think you, how do you think you got here? Right, right. she lets somebody shoot the club right. up. Damn, <laughs> damn. Okay, okay. On a more positive note. Um, so you're coming in, you're in your third trimester now, mm-hmm. uh, preparing for birth and preparing. No, I'm going and I'm only, yeah, I'm going into it. So going I got like two it. more weeks. And okay. So, yeah. How would you like to bring your child into this world? And once baby Che is in this world. <laughs> is it Che or Che? Che. Okay. What do you hope for him? What is your greatest wish for him? Mm, ooh, that's a hard one. I don't have just one. 
I really don't. I'm just, I'm, you know what? I'm so excited for him to meet my dad more than anyone in my family because to me, my dad is like the exemplary, exemplary male. Mm. Um, That's so sweet. But he still has his flaws, of course. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I have. I don't have like one dream mm-hmm. there's so many i'm just like i want to travel the world with him i want him to see everything too, and just you know be cultured and uh see so many things um yeah i don't have one one dream yeah what about your plan for birth we're doing a water birth at home uh, right now in my apartment Hopefully, I could find somewhere different. I had no, this. You want, okay, I don't want to put my. <laughs> but you want your apartment because it's yours. I know, I know, and I've I've come to terms with the simple, the simplified version. Because in the beginning, uh, my partner found this woman in New Mexico in the middle of the desert, a Native American woman who delivers babies. And I was like, yes, that is my dream. We are going to New Mexico. I'm going to deliver this baby using Native American ceremonies. And <laughs> yeah, and then I spoke to someone and they were like, you know, that sounds beautiful, but that's a lot. And Did I tell you, you that? Wanna, no, I like you I may was, have. You may have been one of the people. <laughs> but I've had to learn, okay, I got to simplify this because at the end of the day, it's about what he wants to do, how he's going to come out. And I don't want to not be around my family. Like, my whole family's in Brooklyn, so it's just so easy to have them here and have that support. Um, so, yeah, we're doing a water birth in my apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait for you to have this baby and us check back in and see how yes. you're feeling. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to leave us with? Mm. <laughs> a really prolific quote. You're on the spot. <laughs> a quote? <laughs> Actually, the one of the things that, I mean, if it hadn't been for, like, Elise and who else? Maybe Elise has been the main, like, mommy, young oh, mommy wow. in my life that I've just gone to. But, like, I have my other mommies, too, that I'll talk to. But I feel like being really pregnant for the first time, um, there's so much I've had to learn about where I'm like, yo, this world, this country is so fucked. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that there are so many things we don't learn about as women and then just as people in general that should be things that are taught in the school system. Um, Yeah, it's it's just another reminder of how we are um, programmed to be a certain way and think of this process as something completely opposite of what it is um so you really have to learn to listen to your body and be comfortable with your body and it's empowering as hell to the point where i'm like we don't really need men yeah Mm. yes or maybe we Mm. do but can we put them in like a little (laughs) we need them for tasks and for sperm and sometimes sex which which thank you Kai, thank you so much for your candor and your time. Thank you. And your wonderful energy. Thanks for sharing your beautiful (laughs) story. Yeah, of course. Being the strong woman you are. Thank you. Right? Ushering in a new generation of kooks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm excited for that. You're here. Yes. (laughs) Our baby got some new friends. Yes. So, sliding in our DMs this week is Raquel26 from Los Angeles, another big city. And Raquel wants to know, how do you deal with transporting a baby, especially in a city, in an Uber without a car seat? Do you need a car seat all the time? Are you guilty of not using a car seat? Um, I'm worse than guilty of not using a car seat. <laughs> when my baby is crying and I know she's hungry, I take her out and I breastfeed her in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. I don't really use Uber, so that's 
I think Elise would answer that oh, question, fair. Lauren. But um, I I did get near, God, just kind of I don't want to go on a tangent, but I have something really short to say. Last week <laughs> with that big old Land Rover um, carriage that I had, mm-hmm. Akeem had to meet me in the city, and then we had to take the bus and. We took the Metro North, and then we took the bus to get home. We could have walked 15 minutes, or we didn't want to, so we just went to take the bus. The lady opened up. She said, you ain't getting on, a, you ain't getting on my bus with that stroller. You either break it down, and she didn't give us time to break it down. She just oh, closed wow. her doors on us and Ooh. left us. That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Uh-huh. And it was very cold. It was random. The weather dropped tremendously. This was and like, you know what? Oh, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to that. Mm-hmm. There is something... I love women. I'm in a room mm-hmm. full of women, except for this lovely man over here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And <laughs> our engineer. Mm-hmm. And I know, so I take an Uber all the time. Mm-hmm. And no, I, it's not practical to take your heavy ass car seat everywhere when you get in an Uber. Mm-hmm. Typically, I strap my son in on a baby carrier and we pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be honest we do across the heart across right. the heart and everything exactly unless we're out of town and then I put him in the, the uh, car seat so I've never had an issue with Uber until I get oh. to DC mm. I was telling you this and I had a female driver and I was like ooh I already know she gonna give me fever cause mm. men mind their business mm-hmm. yeah. in an Uber for the most part <laughs> like that's not my concern mm-hmm. let me just get this this fair this middle aged black woman pulls up <clears throat> right on time. She was like, oh, y'all got a car seat? Oh, yeah, no, I'm not taking you. I said, okay, well, go ahead then so I can cancel my trip. I'm mad. Because <laughs> I already knew mm-hmm. the energy she was going to give me. Mm-hmm. Leave us. Leave me and my baby on the side of the street. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. And so she was lingering for a while. And then I think she started to feel guilty. Like, am I no, really going to leave this, yeah. this mother with her feel. child? Yeah. So she was like, are you going really far? I'm like, it's 10 minutes up the street. Just take us home. Shit. So she ended up taking us home. But she yeah. should have did it for free, man. Yeah. <laughs> right, if you felt that bad. Right. So yeah, I think it's complex depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. Of course, the law in the United States is that you put a child in a car seat because that is the best thing for them. But if you go almost anywhere else, you will not see that as much. Mm. She didn't have to close the door on us, though. She didn't? Yeah, that was rude. That was very rude. She didn't. It's all right, because you're going to have a few babies. Don't be judgmental till you have a child and you're right. put in a predicament. You're like, shit, we have to hurry up and get here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or I have to take my baby out and breastfeed right. on the side of the road or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah. Thanks so much, Raquel, for... Is that who it was? Thanks, Raquel from LA, for asking the important question. Yes. yes. Uh, you are listening to Cool Moms. Moms. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Kai. What's that music that plays on the late night 107.5? Oh, yeah. Sorry. The Quiet Storm. Until next time. I'm not like a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. <laughs>